0: Welcome to the Wisdom of Our Roots podcast with Pam and Jana where we talk about rebuilding a healthy future by reclaiming the wisdom of our roots. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so you know, I want to take a little time and just thank those who are who are actually listening to the podcast.
1: <laughs> the number of people we can count on one hand right, right. now. <laughs>
0: actually, Liv told me last night she came over for dinner and she's like, Mom, one of the podcasts got 27 listens. And I was like, what? Wow. 27, (laughs) that's a lot of listens, I was pretty impressed, so thank you for those who are supporting us, and then I know Pam says this at the end of every podcast, but remember that you can find us on Facebook at Wisdom of Our Roots, and Instagram, which I do not manage, you do the Instagram, (laughs) like I didn't even know there were posts on there, and then if you have any questions or comments, um, you can email us at wisdomofourroots.com at gmail.com yeah so we had something funny happen this last weekend Granger went away to Tri-State in Idaho and he before he left on Thursday this is a wrestling tournament by the way um, I, he was snapping me because you know I love Snapchat and he just was like mom I don't even want to go I need to rest and this is not normal behavior for him like he's like, right. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna slay, it's and I'm like, wrestling. Yeah, I'm like, no, no, it's you're thrusting. not. Yeah, I'm like, you're not, you're not tired. You don't need a break. Like, no, you're a monster. Go, and um, he performed terrible. I love my kid, but he just like totally didn't perform. And the weird thing is that he didn't even care. Like, he's snapping me, just like, I don't even care. I'm just sleeping. And I know he was cutting, which I just wish that he would listen to me with this whole diet thing. Because we could give him get him in a cut and then just maintenance. Instead, he's like, eat like a teenage boy and then don't eat for three days, right? Before, before a big tournament. Mm-hmm. It's just ridiculous. It drives me insane. Anyway, he came home on Saturday night and... I well first yeah I was woken up in the middle of the night at midnight from my one of my daughter's boyfriends texting me super nice kid we're going to the gym with you in the morning just so you know I'm like because I'm a mom so anytime my phone goes off in the middle of the night right, I'm like, like wide awake yeah ready so I finally start to fall back to asleep and Granger comes rushing down the hall to the bathroom he's puking it's coming out both ends it's like you know, gnarly. And I'm like, bud, are you okay? He's like, no, I'm really sick, mom. And I'm just like, oh, you know, when your kids are sick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like you just melt. Yep. So we get them all set up and um, I give him water. And it was just the flu, just so everyone knows. He didn't even have a fever until like the second day for a very short amount of time. So I gave him a probiotic and he... Um, He went back to sleep two hours later same thing and then he slept most the rest of the day and got a little bit hungry he needed some nutrition so if you remember my personal well not my personal because i don't have a personal instagram but the wisdom of our roots Jana, i posted the uh, bone broth that i made Mm -hmm. from the turkey and it simmered for like a few days i mean it was such a good broth so I gave him some broth, and he um, he started to drink that and perk back up, and his gut flora got better. We gave him another probiotic that afternoon. And then he, in the evening, started craving fruit, which, I of course, I'm going to find this completely fascinating because fruit is the most electrifying food on the planet. Right. And so I gave him my processed... Organic, my own home uh, canned organic peaches in honey, right? So I can with honey and I also can with organic cane sugar. Um, And he ate some of that. And then um, this morning he woke up, gave him another probiotic. He, you know, he's done um, puking and all of that, but give him another probiotic. And then again, just super wanted fruit. So I made a smoothie with, um, aloe vera juice and coconut water because coconut water is super hydrating, like elect, electrolytes galore and just, some a banana and some berries, like a mixed berry blend. And so he's, you know, still feeling, uh, but he's, he's much better. No fever anymore. Just a little bit of a headache. Um, so I, I actually think that potentially the thing that was trying to get me that we talked about, maybe he mm-hmm. got it, he succumbed right. to it because he wasn't sleeping adequate and wrestling and all of that. Yeah. But it really, you know, I'm like, okay, this is why you performed so terrible at Tri-State. So anyway, um that was great. You know, just able to put into practice the things that we talk about all of the time right Right. Right. yeah eating healthy nutrition and then what to do when those things happen because you are going to get sick you know that's going to happen absolutely and so you know what to do is is key so anyway today I thought we could share with the listeners our personal uh, health journey just up to this point Um, we know that it's a constant practice it's a lifelong pursuit um, and we're definitely not perfect, no. right, by any means. so yes, it's a never-ending journey. <laughs> a, yeah, well, when you die.
1: <laughs> yes, then, and then you then die. Then, then the it's a journey. struggle
0: until then. <laughs> right, exactly. So, anyway. All right, well, I guess I'll talk about mine first. Yeah, I so, think that's a great idea.
1: Mine is divided into basically three parts. So, um, when I sat down and kind of fleshed this out, there's me as an athlete and a professional working in the health arena. There's me as the wife of a chronically ill person. And there's me with my own health issues um, throughout my life. So starting with the, I'll just kind of start with the professional athlete side. So I started off good as a kid. So my mom is. Even before she went to nursing school when I was a kid, she really had it together. So, you know, when she was pregnant with us, when we were little, it was, you know, Shackley vitamins. It was cod liver oil. It was, like, we ranching. We had, we drank whole milk. Right. Straight from the cow. We had all the beef. We had garden. So it was really good. There was nothing processed, you know, in our life growing up for the most part. Um, and then when my parents split up, my mom went to um, nursing school. Um, I really spent a lot of time with my mom, helping her, studying with her um, as she was going through school. So, How old
0: were you at that point, Pam? Just, uh, just curious.
1: My parents split up when I was about five. And then my mom at that point just had a GED. Okay. And then she went... Through Wenatchee Valley College, um, and got and eventually became an RN. So that kind of, you know, definitely, I don't know if it really got me interested in health, but I just recall looking at some of her medical books, like her trauma books, yeah, like looking at motorcycle accidents. Uh-uh. Like yeah. I was never a kid who had any interest in motorcycles, riding them, owning right. one. Because oh, really? I, you know, you're yeah. a little kid and you just yeah. that stuff gets burned into your brain. Totally. People looking like hamburgers on, on yeah. a piece of on, like, in the book. Uh. So, so as I got older, so in fourth grade, we moved to a place. We moved to Republic, and there was um, I started, That's when I started doing the mouser size. Right. And. You know, then I, we moved to another house just down the road and then I had a weight bench in there and I'm a fourth grader trying to train my first grade brother, um, out in the barn, I and I had no idea. Pam
0: doing that too. Oh
1: yeah. I don't know what I was doing, but it was just in there. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And you know, and, and what, it wasn't like it was my environment at all. Like my mom's overweight. My grandmother was obese. You know, nobody was, there was no like sports parent. Sure. Kind of thing. It was just, it just was there. Um, So then, you know, middle school, high school, I played sports. I had some great coaches, Scott Adamson. He was um, my high school basketball coach at one time and he would make us come in. He didn't make us, you know, his is, we would come in in the morning at
0: like six before school started and we would lift weights. Which was pretty unheard of in the eighties and nineties. Like nowadays, If you're not practicing before school and after school and every day, and have a bumper sticker, you're not right. (laughs) Yeah. So So he was he was awesome, and he's he was
1: you know done bodybuilding, and he designed weight equipment for Giorgio's gym in Spokane. So we would come in in the morning, lift weights, play basketball, and then you know basketball after school, regular practice. So I really got into sports because my home life was really crappy. Yeah. So sports was my, I loved it. I'm a very Mm -hmm. physical person, but it was also my way to stay away from home. Yeah, so um, then I went to, went to college, I played, played volleyball, Division three, um, had some great mentors and coaches. Um, I had a, my, I was on the swim team, which was a disaster. That's a story for another day. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, most hum, one of the most humiliating experiences of my life, but all in the name of you know being able to play volleyball. But my coach owned a gym. So, you know, just lots of people that kind of mentored Mm -hmm. me along, and then once I graduated from college and came home, I started coaching, Um, you know, I started coaching at Orville when I was 22, and then, you know, sports continued to be part of my life, and working out, and then I bought into the gym here, and then opened up another gym in Tenasket, and that was in my early 30s, I became a personal fitness trainer, became a holistic healthcare practitioner, Um, when did your love for
0: herbs end? I mean, I know it was in your home. Yes, right? my mom's a fantastic herbalist. So when did that start for you? Um, I
1: would say that's probably been there all along. Okay. Because my mom, it, like, we never went to the doctor.
0: Right, so it was just a natural progression that you picked up, Yeah, basically. it was just kind okay. of like
1: part of our daily lives. Right, right. all right. you knew. All we knew. Cause, you know my mom's an RN right she's like I, we're not going there yeah you know so she had the perspective and the, the smarts to be like we're staying out of that environment right as much as possible not yeah. saying we never went to the doctor because oh, we yeah. certainly did well
0: and honestly in the 80s and the 90s and I have this you know in my story too we didn't go to the doctor for everything like. First of all, you only got a cold like every, either once a year or maybe once every other year. Same with the flu. And when you got the flu, you stayed at home and you ate chicken noodle soup and you watched General Hospital. Great.
1: <laughs> or like my, like my foster parents, <laughs> like when I was a kid, like they had, um, my foster dad had some kind of herbal concoction that he made on the stove that everybody got when they were sick, and it's like, I, ne- I never got sick the whole time I was with them, but I just remember, like, I couldn't decide, did it really work, or was it so horrible to take that oh, nobody right. wanted to get sick? Yeah, like, right. It was just one of those things, oh, but... It's probably both. <laughs> but herbs have always been a part of... Okay. ...kind of who I am, but... So... My main thing with becoming, um, you know, getting those titles, personal fitness trainer, and then the holistic healthcare practitioner was really to be able to talk about diet. I really didn't care about the exercise part. Right. Um, and being someone who, in the gym, and you, you get to see all the mistakes. Yeah. And so, you know, things such as, you know, that the, the clients would bring in gallon, Ziploc bags of drugs that they're on. Right. They would bring in all these taking crappy supplements. Totally. Costco. That's bags still of Costco. happening. That's still happening. Oh, it's ridiculous. Or you have these women that would come in, um, teachers that I worked with, who would complain they couldn't lose weight, but they would just, like, their diet consists of coffee and a bagel in the morning, and they'd come in and do an hour, an hour and a half of cardio.
0: Right. Like, cardio. Just, yeah, just ah.
1: Cardio. So you, you definitely get, you know, and then, of course, once I got past that, and then, you know, my oldest children get old enough, and I'm back in the coaching scene, yeah. back in the, you know, and we coach together, and yeah. obviously weight training and exercise was yeah. all very important. So, so that was kind of my professional life. In terms of my being married to someone with a chronically, being chronically ill, so my ex-husband... So when we were first married, because we've been married and divorced twice, but he started to have severe neurological issues. So it started off, he was losing sensation in one toe. And it progressed into his hands and his feet to where he couldn't even hold a pencil to correct papers. And he was teaching at the time. So that's when I got acquainted with Sierra, the naturopath that we've been been friends forever and I took the kids to forever. She put him on a detox program, basically changed out the fats, broke down the fats, because that's where you hold all your toxicity. Mm -hmm. And then basically it all went away, temporarily.
0: Right.
1: And so years later, we were good for a while, years later it came back. And so I became an expert on multiple sclerosis. Right. Because that was what he eventually was diagnosed with. So you know, I was on a mission to fix my husband. So I read, I researched everything I could get my hands on, and we did everything not mainstream. We did all the alternative stuff. Um, I wrote a a blog called MS Alternatives um, because I wanted to document all the stuff that we were doing and share that with other people who wanted to go a different route because there was really, especially back then, no options for neurological issues right. such as multiple sclerosis. So we went to lots of doctors. We saw doctors in Canada. We went to Mexico. We did the traditional stuff. We did treatments like when we went to Mexico that things that aren't authorized in the United States. Right. Which, you know, which is crazy because it's so... You should have the option to try. Yeah. No matter what. Totally. So it just got to the point where... Mm. We eventually split up and he kind of went downhill after that because he was never one that really wanted to help himself right for whatever reason and so even now you know because I'm into health I will read and research and I don't actively search for stuff but if I come along things that I think will be helpful for my ex-husband I'm always passing it on because we're always trying things. Right. So he's declined rapidly. Um, You know, he... You know, stress is a huge thing for neurological issues. And so Mm -hmm. we divorced the second time right after his dad had died. And his dad and him were best friends. Right. So it just knocked him for a total loop. Yeah. And so now, you know, he's to a point where he's pretty much just... Lays on the floor all day. Right. But... You know, there's still technology, and there's always stuff coming on board. You know, I just got a bottle of stuff in my my latest biohacking box that was for pain. This cutting edge—it's a combination of uh, kind of an herbal mix, and then these activator drops, mm-hmm. and they call them info uh, info So wow. that's a conversation for yeah. another time. But um, so anyway, so so I just was very immersed for a number of years in multiple sclerosis and related, you know, in, in Lyme disease, I would learned a ton about Lyme disease because they're very interchangeable. Um, and so that was a whole field of study. And then when it comes to myself, so I started having, uh, well, I was born with yeast. My mom always told me that. And so elementary school, I had horrible acne to the point where I had to go to the dermatologist and like my face was awful. Um, and then I started having digestive issues when I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. Of course, I had a very stressful home life going on. So, you know, the question is, is: it stress? Is it something else? Yeah. So, you know, that was that was a whole other adventure. And then I have had a whole issue with milk and dairy. Um, and this is a funny story. I think a lot of my issue with milk because my when my parents split up. The only one of the, in my mind, the only the only ways I could get my dad to come see me is if he brought me milk from the ranch, the raw milk. Right. So the more milk I drink, mm. the more I'd get to see my dad.
0: hmm
1: And so. Yeah. Here, you know, oh, yeah. setting a pattern. Yeah. So i got all kinds of daddy issues wrapped up in my dairy addiction. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Literally, oh it sounds silly. No,
0: it's so true. But because I have, it's all connected, yes, and we know that. Absolutely. Yeah. So,
1: you know, in growing up, you know, my dad has stomach issues. He's, you know, acid reflux, all that stuff. My mom, I used to watch her do gallbladder cleanses sitting at the dining room table, chasing her olive oil with butterscotch candies. So, I've never
0: heard of that cleanse with butterscotch candy. That's how she did it. Wow. I've never done that
1: because I, I can take anything. Yeah. But, you know, olive oil tastes. Right. It's pretty rough. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in terms of my own health journey, I've been to multiple doctors, you know, throughout Washington, Idaho. You know, I've got a guy that I do phone consults with out of Boston. Um, another gal that I recently did a session with out of Virginia. Um. He's kind of a energetic chiropractor. She does biofield tuning. You know, I've done the traditional stuff. I've had every scan. There's,
0: you know, MRIs
1: yeah. and scopes. You definitely
0: and, are your own guinea
1: pig. Absolutely. And right. I'm willing to try it all. You are. If you, it doesn't kill me, yeah, I'll try it. Yeah. You know, and I've done Chinese medicine. I've done, you know, herbs. I've done just whatever. Oh, yeah. So for me, it's it uh, a been just a constant journey, and I'm still working on it. Um, you know, anemia is another thing that's been uh, an issue for me. But, you know, right now, I think my issue in terms of just his, besides my stomach, is putting on some weight. Yeah. That's a big goal of mine. Yeah. So I've kind of had these three intertwining stories when it comes to health and how it's kind of shaped my life. It seems to be constantly, constantly pulling me back in. Like right now with my dad, yeah, with his, you know, my dad's having a lot of problems in terms of his uh, heart and arrhythmia. And so I spent a lot of time researching and, and finding the right supplements and making sure that we're not, you know, he's got a laundry list of pharmaceuticals that you don't want to interact with and yeah, and doing what we can
0: do with that. So it's just. Uh... So was it hard for you to like write this out and pinpoint so many things? Because mm-hmm. I know for a fact that you left out. Because obviously, if you said everything, just like myself, yeah, we'd be here for like days. Oh my gosh, yeah. Right. I mean, it's just. Con- it's such a fluid situation when you're learning and dealing with health and wellness and yes um
1: and i would think another milestone for me is when i got on the birth control pill like oh. i literally thought i was gonna die
0: really um
1: so i uh so when i was 19 i got on it in june by november no by the time i went back to college so i was in the middle of my volleyball season my eyes started doing weird things. My vision was starting to change, mm. and so the school nurse was like, "Oh, you've got a, a sinus infection," which I knew I didn't have. I'm like, oh, right. "Okay, I'll take my antibiotic." Yeah, and then by Thanksgiving, I had broken out in full body hives, and nobody knew what was going on. And then by December, we were I was heading to um, Sand yeah. Springs, Oklahoma, which is just outside of Tulsa, with a girlfriend. We were driving, and um, basically what it felt like i was having a heart attack I thought i was having a heart attack really and what it was what they suspect um is i was throwing blood clots through my heart awesome from being on the birth control pill mm. so that was super scary <sighs> mm-hmm. you know you really you know and then they tell you go to the doctor like i came home on my christmas break and then the doctor dr mccarthy told told me it was all in my head
0: yeah that happens a lot Yeah, and that's like such a red flag to (laughs) anyone who's heard it's all in your head. That's when you just go, okay, you are a moron. And that
1: was, and it was great. Like, he's so, he was so arrogant, Mm -hmm. but it really, it really at that point made me hate doctors. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a beautiful
0: thing because yes. it really
1: forced me down a different path. Which was perfect. The yes. path that you were
0: supposed to be on. I have a story similar. and yes. I'll get to that later. But And yeah. then interestingly enough,
1: you know, just this past year I tried getting on bioidentical hormones again. And, you know, at forty five, same same thing, same pattern starts <laughs> to happen. Yeah.
0: Going back to yeah. the vomit. Like, hey, I know it made me super sick when I was 19. You just totally pulled a jaw on a move. That yes. is so something I, that know, I would do. 45, oh, Yeah, things
1: are cool, right? Yeah. I'm older. I'm def- probably deficient. You know, right? let's biohack this. Yeah. By I started in April, August, 1st of August, I was done. Because yeah. my heart palpitations were so bad. Which is the, one of the big things I had when I was in college. I literally wow. would be on the phone. With my boyfriend at the time, which is Ryan, my ex-husband, and I'd have to put my legs up against the wall and lay on the floor in order to get my heart to stay oh, in rhythm. It was super stressful. Yeah, and I is... ended up in the ER a couple more times besides, yeah, you that's know. That's definitely stressful. Yeah. But, you know, it's you, when you have to figure out your own Oh yeah, solutions, Yeah, you know, it's like with my dad right now, he's not getting any answers or any help the stuff that the doctors are doing it and just making giving him are doing to him are just making it worse. Right. So, what does
0: mean? Well, that's that mean? because doctors I'm not going to say all, no, but a huge portion of the allopathic community just wants to push pharmaceuticals.
1: Well, and they can't teach what they don't know and they're right. only trained
0: in yes. in drugs and surgery. Yeah. So, it's But they're arrogant in it. So that's where the frustration lies. Yeah. Is the arrogance in that. Yeah. You know, I, that's the problem that I have. And I know this isn't every doctor, so I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. No. But I would say that a huge portion are just, there's so much ego in, yeah. in that realm. That it and just... finding me a doctor that will listen. Like I have a great doctor that I'm, that I work with
1: down in um, the Caldwell Meridian area in Idaho. Mm-hmm. So great. Yeah. Like. And will and, and views health as a partnership, right. not a dictatorship. Right. That's
0: different. <laughs> and that's what we need. Yeah, you don't hear that every day. Okay, so my, um, here's just my, you know, journey. Um, I was a pretty healthy kid. Um, at, the, at the age of four, I got tubes in my ears. It was my first. I had a lot of ear infections as a child. And I remember they had to put me under. They had to put the sleepy stuff on my face, Pam. This is such a Jonna move. I'm Jonna even when I'm four, right? (laughs) I rip all the stuff off of me, and I start running down the hall. They have to grab me, strap me to the table. It's very traumatic, right? Very traumatic. And I was super young. I remember this. And so that was my first, you know, if we're going to – I'm going to hit a lot of things here. Um, I was pretty healthy as a child. I didn't have my – my mom was not a cook, okay? And we didn't have natural medicine in our home. So not that we ate a ton of fast food. I think that food back then was just more real food Absolutely. than what it is now, yep. right? So, um, you know, we didn't get sick. We got, you know, just like I said earlier, we got a cold every couple of years. We got the flu. But at the age of 14, I... Um, got a huge concussion. I was riding on a four wheeler. I was sucked under. I didn't have a helmet on and it was July 4th and I lost the day. Like still to this day, I woke up on the 5th and I was like, what happened? I remember nothing that happened the day before. And so now we know a lot about concussions back then. You know, my parents were just like, oh, you don't remember? Oh, weird, you're fine, go to bed, right? So I just noticed that that definitely um, was a problem with my, how I learned. How I learn was very much affected by that. Um, and I know that now. When I was young, I just thought, how come I'm just a total visual learner? Like I can't read and comprehend at all. I have to visually see it, I have to hear it in my ear, I have to write it out, and then I have to tell it to you. And then I know it, and then I'll probably know it for my entire life, right? But reading and comprehension is like zero for me. So, um, also around 15, 16, I started to develop like a really bad relationship with food, Um, maybe like most teenagers. I'm super hard on myself. I was also an athlete from a very young age. you know I started playing softball when I was like five right played volleyball in middle school and high school but but super active, but really started to develop this I need to be one hundred and twenty pounds or I'm just not good enough so around the age of sixteen, I really developed this starvation kind of you know, if I'm not 120 pounds and now I laugh, right? Because like the other day you were <laughs> like, my perfect weight is 135 pounds and Pam's like five foot people <laughs> like, and you know, so just unrealistic yeah. things happening. And so, um, I definitely did some starvation and all of that. Um, but stayed relatively healthy through high school and played sports and, and loved doing that. When I graduated from high school, I did not want to go to college. And people, there are people that are not supposed to go to college. Like not everyone is supposed to go. And because I had learning disabilities, I believe based on this concussion that was never properly dealt with, I, the thought of paying to go to school was like crazy to me. Like, who pays to go sit in a room? I never was good with sitting in the... I probably would have been diagnosed with ADHD. Probably. Honestly. Like, I was the kid in second grade who got moved to the back of the room and had the cubby <laughs> on it. Like, no, child, right? you have to be completely away from everyone because you're distracting the, the everyone. Blinders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think partially it was concussion. Partially it's just my personality. Like, I don't like to sit in a room... I don't like to do that. Like I want to be outside and doing other things. So I moved to Maui and um, obviously, you know, I'm young, I'm drinking what I want, I'm eating what I want. And my first kind of red flag happened when I, and during this time I'm starting to learn about essential oils, right? Because mm-hmm. I moved to Maui and I'm like trying to be a hippie, right? right. Just, oh. So I start to learn and use essential oils. And that was my first, like, I will say like granola thing, right? Because I was not raised in a granola environment. And I'm just using that title because, you know, people understand that. So, um, after time though, I developed, um, eczema really bad on my hands. And it was basically because my diet consisted of Coors Light, chips and salsa, (laughs) ceviche, which is raw fish, you know, and Caesar salad. And I'm not kidding you. Like Coors Light, in fact, my friend Icy, who listens to this podcast, she's one of the 27. (laughs) I mean, seriously, we were like Coors Light, you know, so this is not good for gut biome, right? So I just break out gnarly eczema on my hands. (laughs) And I go to the doctor, and he basically tells me lots of people have this, totally normal. Here's your steroid that you're going to have to rub on your hands for the rest of your life, right? Not that at that age or that space I would have even cared, right? Because right. I'm just living, living life on Maui. Um, but then I meet my husband, and I, you know, I start to... Settle down and do the things, and like I said, my mom was not a cook, and I was never taught how to cook. Never. Never taught, you know, and I love her. She's wonderful. Like, she can take apart a car and put it back together, literally. Yeah. Mom's, my mom's yeah. the opposite. It's like,
1: <laughs> she can cook a hell of a meal, no. but don't ask her to do anything mechanical. No,
0: like that, yeah, <laughs> no, my, we own the parts store in town growing up, so she can take anything apart, but she's not cooking anything except for, like, chicken. 80 different ways, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) So anyway, during my first pregnancy, you know, all through this time, I'm having obviously body issues. I'm living on Maui, I'm in the land of bikinis. You know, I'm doing the starve myself to lose and addicted to starving myself because, you know, I'm starting to feel my bones pop out and that's great in my head, not healthy at all, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but then I meet my husband, and, and I'm pregnant with Alexa, and I am like, glory, hallelujah, I'm pregnant, I don't give a crap. Like, I don't have to look hot, I have my husband, I'm happy, and I gain about 65 pounds with my first pregnancy, and mind you, we we weren't eating healthy. I, you know, it was pre-packaged, it was actually going to local boys. Before I met my husband and got comfortable, I just would starve myself. But then he introduced me to local boys, this <laughs> lunch place that was like, you know, lovely. Uh, and so it was just, you know, I was gaining weight and I didn't care because I was growing a baby and I was happy and, you know, whatever. Um, So then I had Alexa and, you know, quickly lost about, I don't know, 40-ish pounds, something like that, but then got pregnant with Olivia right away. Like, you know, Lex was like 11 months old, got pregnant with Olivia and had Liv and then kind of was like, okay, I need to like knock it off, right? But I didn't know how to knock it off, right? I had no no tools. I didn't know how to cook, didn't know about Whole Foods, didn't... Didn't know anything except for basically nothing. And so I had little girls, and we would love to go to the park and get McDonald's and all this stuff. I, was, I started working out at the gym. I was losing weight and doing good, but I had developed a really intense addiction to Diet Coke. And so at that point, I, I remember we had gone to McDonald's. I got a Diet Coke. I got the kids there. Happy Meals. We're at the park. And I, all of a sudden, my vision just starts going wonky. I feel like I'm like, wah, 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 right? Yeah. And at the time, I didn't know it, but I was having a migraine, right? So I get the kids in the car. We drive home, which was like, you know, one minute away and i lay down and i can't move i the light you know i like put on dora the explorer for the kids lay in my bed and i'm literally feeling terrible i'm in a barf it's just it, my vision's horrible it was awful and it was terrifying i was so scared and i remember so i went to the doctor and I was like, you know, this is what happened to me. And I was super nervous because my mom died from an aneurysm when I was five. Mm. And so I just went like, oh, my gosh, am I having an aneurysm? You know, and and I explained everything that happened. And she told me, oh, Johnny, you're just having a migraine. It's not a big deal. People have been suffering with migraines for forever. You know, it's just something that happens. Yeah, and I'm just Mm. looking at her like, no, like. I don't think you understand what just happened to me. Like my whole brain was like pulsating, my vision, I had to drive home with these kids and oh it was, you know, in my head it was a huge deal. Never once did she say, "Well, what do you think triggered that? Like what did you eat or drink or what behaviors were you participating in, you know, before the no. No, was your Don't worry, people have been dealing with this forever." And I'm thinking you don't just deal with it. Like, it's gnarly. That's not, you're debilitated. You're all done for the day and sometimes even the next day. It's like you have a hangover, right? So I went to another doctor and she basically told me the same thing. And that was like a red flag to me. You know, along with the doctor who said, your eczema is here to stay. You, you know, people have been having this forever. Like, this is the go-to, you know, everyone has this forever. And and so fast forward, I that didn't happen very often, okay? that It was few and far between that, that I'd have a migraine. Um, and then I got pregnant with Emma. And after I was pregnant with Emma and had her, I rapidly started to gain weight. Um, I don't really know. I Like I was thinking back, like, why, why did that happen? So then when I went into my pregnancy with Granger, I was already very overweight, very unhealthy, like, just not feeling good at all. You know, I'm pregnant with my fourth kid. I remember thinking, everyone's going to think I'm just a breeder. Like, all (laughs) I do is have kids, which was partially true. Um, But so I, I had decided and feeling terrible, like I felt awful and I actually started to develop like um, heart palpitations, mm-hmm. okay, and, and p- like panic attacks. And I remember waking up in the middle of the night we were living up country and just like having these uh, panic attacks and I didn't even know why. Like my life was good besides my health. Our life was great. We had a business, it was flourishing. I was a stay-at-home mom. I spent most of my time literally on the beach. Okay, so I didn't have like stress in my life, but my body was just breaking down mm-hmm. and I knew it. And I just thought, you know, after I have Granger, I I have to address this. And I remember like Praying and thinking because my spiritual journey is very much like my health journey, but we'll keep that for, you know, it's hard to separate those two for me. That was so difficult for me as I'm like going through this journey, like trying to separate that. But anyway, I just remember praying. I don't, I don't know how to eat. I don't know how to cook. I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, you know, I I just total uh, standard American diet go to Costco, buy all the frozen, you know, and the good thing was, is that we always had a salad because growing up every single night for dinner, we would always have a salad. Now it was always iceberg, but whatever. Like I didn't even know there was any other lettuce (laughs) besides iceberg until I left my home along with orange cheese. Like when I left, And I found out there was like brie. A world of cheese. No, I'm like, (laughs) what? No one told me about this. So, you know, we always had a salad. And I'm pretty sure that's what kept me like alive, maybe. I don't know. And I always loved fruit. Like I remember when the whole Atkins craze happened. And that happened right after I had Olivia and we went on Atkins. And he was like, okay, you can eat 80 pounds of bacon and cheese, but don't have a damn apple. And I remember thinking... That's not natural. Like, I, I totally remember thinking this in my head. So, as I'm, like, crying out to God, I don't know how to fuel my body. I don't. And I'm really scared because I have some things happening. I remember I started eating natto, which is, like, a fermented soybean. Um, my old Hawaiian smart grandma lady, you know, she's like, Jonna, eat this. This will help you because I, like... I was going to die with all the heart palpitations and stuff. So anyway, I decided after I had Granger in 2005 that I was going to read three books. Okay. And, and these were going to be the key books. And I, this was a, like a four month long planning. Okay. What are the books I'm supposed to read? And let me see, what were they? <laughs> they were on the South Beach Diet um, some, and I can't remember the name of it, but it was like this book about fasting all day and then only eating for an hour in the afternoon. And then I also read Natural Cures They Don't Want You to Know About from Kevin Trudeau. And I ordered that from an infomercial on TV. And that book absolutely changed my life completely. And I know it seems so cheesy because it was like, for nineteen ninety nine, and then there's Kevin. I know Trudeau. we've got all the
1: books too. Yeah,
0: I mean, and it just blew my mind. It literally was like the biggest awakening. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm just poisoning my body. I've got candida. I've got all you know all the things, right? And I'm not kidding you. The next day, like you know, chapter one, I'm I did the classic go through your cupboard. Throw every frickin thing in the garbage, go to the health food store. I didn't know how to frickin buy stuff, you know? And I'm just like, okay, well, you know, and I just was working it out. Well, I stopped eating fast food, because through Granger's pregnancy and, and Emma's, I, I got a mean addiction to fast food also, on top of Diet Coke. Mm-hmm. So I stopped eating and drinking diet coke and I'm not kidding you for an entire week I had a migraine every day as I was detoxing the aspartame and the MSG and all of the neurotoxins out of my body it was intense but the book told me it was going to happen so I was like okay fine so that um that was the start of my learning about natural remedies natural living I also started gardening at that time. I was just growing flowers, but really just grounding me, um, and, and then we moved to Oregon, and that's when I started reading all of David Wolf's books. Um, he's a raw foodist, and I became a raw foodist, and I love that period of time because I just naturally lost weight and, and totally cleansed my body, had many very intense spiritual moments, and it was just, we were healthy, right? It was, it was lovely. And I was learning all about gardening and all about, we were growing our own food. I mean, it was just such a lovely time. Organ for us was just like heaven. It really was. It was just wonderful. It, <laughs> the I calm before the yeah, storm. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that. And I was like, I'll so, give you a little reprieve. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then yeah, along comes Eve. I'm pregnant with Eve. It's the best pregnancy ever. Gained 30 pounds. Raw foodist for half of it. Birth her. She's only five pounds, three ounces. It's like nothing, right? Because all my other babies were bigger. Babies don't have to be eight pounds, folks. Five pound babies are super healthy. Trust me. So, and also when, when I was pregnant with Granger, my eyes were open to the um, vaccines. And actually I had this moment with Emma at the doctor when she was just like two and she looked up at me and I'm holding her down so she can get a vaccine. And, and she's like, I don't understand why you're doing this to me, mommy. Mm, And I remember just so insightful. Yeah. And I was like. I don't know why either. And then I started to study. Okay, so that's for a totally different podcast. (laughs) But um, super healthy with Eve. You know, things are great. We're homesteading. We're growing our food. It was just lovely. And then I had a spiritual awakening. Like a road to Damascus, Paul, uh, spiritual awakening that brought me to Washington State. Um, And Washington, since I've lived here, um, has just been the most traumatic time ever in my life. I don't even know how else else to explain it. It's been one trauma after another, but all divinely ordered because the Almighty knows that I learn through experiences. Mm -hmm. And I had to walk through all of this. And so basically it resulted in me gaining a ton of weight not because I wasn't eating healthy because here's the deal folks you can gain a ton of weight eating nothing but whole foods because it's about calories in and calories out right but what I noticed about my pattern is each time a trauma would happen I would put my shell on go in my cabin and cook and I, I learned how to cook through all of this trauma I learned how to cook wonderful whole foods, but I also developed some pretty gnarly eating habits, right? And and so when you move to a new area and you have no friends, no family, no support, um, you know, obviously I was still studying natural medicine and we were still homesteading. We had moved out in the middle of nowhere, literally built a cabin as a family. We're living there. I mean, this is like, you know, Swiss Family Robinson type stuff, okay? One of our homesteads that we built it burnt down. A lot of you know that. Um, And so it's just one thing after another. And it still is one thing after another. When I was going through this, I was like, you know, the hits haven't stopped coming. It's just I've learned how to deal with them better. Mm -hmm. It just has taken so much, so I would say um, Pam and I started coaching together in 2015, um, and that's when my body naturally started to kind of release some weight because I was moving more. I was coaching, and then eventually I took over the softball position, and I was feeling like a fraud because I had, you know. Um, knowing the herbs and knowing the natural this and the natural that and exercise but i'm i'm you know 50 pounds overweight and i just thought how am i supposed to inspire these athletes to be healthy and strong when i'm not even doing it myself and so right around it was 2018 i decided that i was going to start walking and doing pilates and being very intentional about losing weight and i I did the paleo diet, even though I'm anti-diet, I love eating paleo, like that's what my body likes, and so I just eliminated carbs, and I was able to lose about 40 pounds um, of weight, and then the spring of uh, 2019, I had a massive, another massive blow that caused me to develop like some social anxiety, some massive insecurities just something i had never had before Mm -hmm. never right because of um false accusations slander i mean there's a reason why god talks about how awful those things are It really messes with your psyche and i had a child that was going through it at the same time it was just super not awesome so then 2020 comes around right And I deem 2020 the year of no missed opportunities. Like, because here's the deal. There's a lot going on. I'm trying to heal from this awful event. I've lost weight. I'm still on this path. And I'm not only healing physically, but I'm also healing emotionally and spiritually along all of this healing. So that's why it was so hard for me to... You know, just just do health because it's so intertwined. And God was teaching me so many things about myself and about other people and compassion and forgiveness and, you know, all the things. Um, But I gained back because I had lost about 45 pounds. I gained back like 15 to 20 pounds just because I was living it up. Mm -hmm. Right. I was living life. So at the beginning of this last year, 2021, I'm like, okay, I got to stop this like this whole all over the place thing. I'm a grown ass woman now. It's time to just claim health. I, and I'm, I get, I'm super addicted to health, um, now. (laughs) Um, so I decided in January that I was just going to do what I always do. Just walk to fitness and well, two months in and I'm not, nothing's moving. And I've realized that oh my gosh, I think I've really screwed with my metabolism bad. With all these years of eating unhealthy, doing the whole starvation thing, my body, if I try to starve myself, it's like, we'll gain weight just looking at food. Like, Jonna, we've already done this. We're not going to allow this to happen. So, again, I'm in this situation where I'm 44, it's February, I'm trying to lose weight and I am like, it won't come off. And I'm, again, I'm like, I don't know how to do this. But I've been in health and loving fitness my whole life, right? I mean, had the Cindy Crawford workout in high school. Remember Cindy Crawford? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, just, you know, loved it. Super unhealthy relationship with all of it. But how come I can't just pull my head out of my ass? Like, what is the problem here? And it was interesting because at that same time, I was going to have to start taking Eve to kickboxing at this gym, and my husband had been hounding me for two years to start listening to this podcast called Mind Pump. And I was like, I'm not going to listen to this stupid freaking podcast. It's three men that are 40. They know nothing about me. I'm a woman. I don't, you know, I'm not... Right. (laughs) Shut up, right? Well, one of the times that we were both coming to the gym, and Jason's been coming to the gym. For a long time. So uh, he's like, well, you're in my truck, so I want you to listen to this podcast. And I'm like, oh, just irritated. (laughs) Right? Right. Fine. Yeah. Well, typical, typical. I listen to it, and it's like, it's titled like, it's the March 4th episode, or 14th, I remember. It's like women's health. 10 things that women should do for health, or to lose weight, I can't even remember. Right. And they they start talking about resistance training and about how you can't cardio your self away. You you know, muscle is more calorically expensive. If you can't lose weight, it's because you've trashed your metabolism. This whole scene. Right. Mm-hmm. So I decide to embark on this whole resistance training situation and and let my let me digress a little bit I did start herb school back in 2020 that was I I decided I wanted to be a certified herbalist and so not that you need a certification but I I wanted that and so it kind of coincided with this um this whole new resistance training thing so I started resistance training and I, you know, at that time, I could not eat more than 1,500 calories a day without without gaining weight. And that has slowly progressed. Now, I've been doing it since March, right? I've been lifting weights. I do not come to the gym and do cardio. I lift weights. I listen to Mind Pump, and I know I constantly am plugging them, but they're just super smart, very holistic, and now I've seen the result, right? Yeah, it's like, absolutely. oh my goodness, how, how come the fitness industry isn't talking about this? Put the cardio away if you want to lose weight, people. You got to stop. You got to start lifting weights so that you can gain tissue on your body and then it's more calorically expensive mm-hmm. and then it heals your metabolism. You know what's freaking crazy, Pam? Mm-hmm. I can eat tw- I can, between 2,500 and 3,000 calories. Is my maintenance now that's what I do to maintain never ever since I starved myself when I was sixteen for years, have I ever been able to eat that amount of food and and not gain an insane amount of weight like it just is so the proof is in the pudding in terms of weight loss right as far as health and wellness. I am still on this journey. I am learning still right now so much. We were just talking about how I'm learning about the points of light in the body. Some people call it chakras. I'm just blown away by it. I'm so excited. Mine is more body image. You know, my my journey is more body image. And I finally feel set free from this negative talk. Because what happens when you, when you start to cleanse your body? You're not just losing weight and looking better, okay? You're cleansing your mind of all the garbage, of all the lies. I mean, you know, then I did 75 hard in July, which was divine. You know, that's how this whole thing started. That's how Wisdom of Our Roots started. I started the Facebook page. Who wants to do 75 hard? 12 women said, Johnna, we want to do it with you. I accidentally couldn't make the Facebook page private. (laughs) So it was public, you know, and I was like, okay, I'm doing this. And I started reading these books. The book we talk about all the time totally changed my life, started healing from past wounds. Um, And here we are at this point where I knew something huge was going to happen after doing 75 hard because the way it came into my life was very divine. And sure enough, like I think honestly – We were like, hey, uh, let's start a podcast. And then Pam's like, okay, what should we call it? And I'm like, I have no clue. And she was like, wisdom of our roots. And I'm like, okay. Like, that's how this started. So we're still on this journey. It it never will end. And I am so excited for the future of all the things I'm going to learn. Like, I'm going to finish herb school in the next couple of months. I'm not sure if I want to do... Holistic health coaching next, or if I want to do iridology next. Like, I'm excited to go. It's funny because I was like, I used to hate school. And now all I want to do is like close myself in my room and learn and go yeah. to school, back yeah. to school. Because you're so, passionate about it. Yeah, exactly. Definitely something that I'm passionate about. And there's things that work and there's things that don't work. And what's frustrating is that the things that work in terms of being healthy and losing weight, are not what's promoted nowadays no, you no, know it's no.
1: like and that's not to say that there's one path I mean you can just those either listening can totally John and I have had very different experiences when it comes to health and our health journeys but I would absolutely agree that those things that should be taught and should be promoted are not put forth
0: no they're not and it's it's unfortunate but you know that's that's the world that we live in today so um yeah so that's basically it that's that, our story you know that's the story and I left out a bunch yeah and which is good because we'll save this is some of like this for the next time yeah this is our longest uh yeah. podcast an hour I'm pretty impressed <laughs> remember I told you I'm like I think it'll be 10 minutes
1: hey, yeah. yeah I knew better <laughs> not 10 minutes <laughs>
0: All right, well, thanks,
1: everybody, for listening in on this edition of Wisdom of Our Roots. Don't forget, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. If you have any questions or comments about the show, send us an email at wisdomofourroots@gmail.com,
0: and we will see you next week.